0: Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane.
1: And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona, including this holiday weekend. So Merry Christmas, everyone. And may you have a prosperous new year next week. So it seems like the show lands this week, Christmas weekend, next week, New Year's. So if you're tuned in, I really, really appreciate that. Because I know there's a lot of things to do. You know, not in the gardens, just at your house with family and friends watching the games. So I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, there's a lot going on for the holidays there's not as much going on in the gardens unless you want to if uh that uncle that's driving you crazy you just want to get outdoors and uh get away for a bit some fresh air you can go out in the gardens i'm starting to prune things back right now so and it, there, there's plenty of time but my back gardens so the the wildflowers we're buried with snow what is that a week ago or whatever so they, they thawed this week now it's it's starting to dry out a little bit it's still pretty moist a little bit muddy but i could get the lawnmower out there and so i took the lawnmower i've got maybe gosh what is that i'm looking outside the studio and maybe there's 1500 square feet of wildflowers it's beautiful looking outside my office window butterflies in the spring and summer, hummingbirds going back and forth. It's been uh, the flycatchers and all the the, the the bug-eating kinds of, of birds pounce around and just fly in and out, eating grasshoppers in the grass. It's been magical. Well, they have been dried up for at least a month, month and a half. The snow came, got them to lay down, so they looked really bad. And I went, ugh they aren't as inspirational as they were two months ago I think it's time to clean things up and so I just took the lawnmower and just ran it over top of the flowers as low as I could go and let the seed just fly all over the place I didn't, I didn't gather them up in the, in the bag I just went just let them chop up and go right back on the ground so it will expand or extend or add to my wildflowers but it, and it instantly looks better it just looks better I'm doing that right now with all of my perennials as I get a chance, including some of the things that sort of look kind of good. So the Jupiter's beard um, or, or Ceanothus, it's a wild, native, kind of succulent looking perennial. It gets about knee high. Pink flowers, it's been in bloom till that snow came, so it's got a long cycle. It's still showing green, but it looks, ah, it just looks it doesn't look as clean and neat as it did in the summer and fall. So I'm gonna cut it back. Even though it had green, I'm just gonna cut it back to the ground because it will clean things up. The yarrows look terrible. I'm gonna whack those back. So as you get a chance, you can do those. You don't have to do it all at once. Sometimes I use hedgers. So I've got this beautiful uh, Roby 40 volt uh, electric hedge shear that's magical for lighter pruning. It doesn't have a lot of strength. I wish it had more power to it uh, for shrubs and stuff. But It does pretty good on the new growth, but for perennials. I'll just get as low to the ground as I can shave it off down there for grasses to cut back uh, Pampas grass to Coral forester grass to Bunny grass, all the ornamental grasses—not not a lawn or turf type grass. I'm talking about pretty ornamental grasses. Does a magical job. Does really great. And so some of the grasses are looking looking really good, and some of them got beat up and they're looking kind of uh, winter weary. So as they start looking bad, I'll cut them back. And most grasses, you go right down to the ground. I mean, we're talking within you know ankle high there's only one that you don't do that with and that's the pampas grass and there you go down maybe knee-high or so there's an art to it if you get into it you just can't figure it out come take a picture bring it to the garden center we can we can show you we'll just take a marker and go here's you want to go down to here that's where you do it so there's an art to it but all your perennials those flowers that come back year after year they are resting underneath the ground right now. And so and they need this rest period. They have been blooming and growing and actively uh, working for us out in the gardens. And so they need to hibernate and rest and kind of recuperate underground. And then they'll start coming up. In fact, I was pruning back some of my mums. The mums are, the flowers are all spent. There's, there are There's no color on my chrysanthemums. And the foliage is all brown as well. But if you look down at the base, they're already starting to grow next spring's foliage growth. It's not very tall, maybe it's an inch high, but you can see new growth coming up. It's kind of exciting. It's kind of a hint of spring to come. So, and you know, mums, they grow early. They're kind of right up there with with uh, rosemary's and some of these others that, that very early on penstemons. There's some of these that really They don't need to be warm and bright. They just want any kind of sunlight, and they start taking off. Well, some of those, you do want to prune those back so that that new foliage can see the sun. It'll help them to grow better, stronger, faster, come out sooner in spring. And so don't feel like you're rushed. I mean, I know it's the holidays, and you're tuned in because you're bored, and, you know, it's 30 minutes for the game. I understand. But if you need to get out, just do some. Part of this was the snow melted, and so I could get to the gardens, and I had an afternoon. I went, eh, I'm going to do it now. I got the lawnmower will power up, and it take an hour, and I'm done. So part of it was just timing I could get in the gardens. My backyard, still covered in snow. I'm not going to get to that till that'll probably be covered in snow until the end of February, March. Well, that's when I'll go back there and prune those uh, at that point. So uh, Shrubs starting to prune back a few of the shrubs, mainly the summer shrubs, like a butterfly bush. Uh, they can look a little... I'm just cleaning things up so it looks more just organized. Things look a little over overgrown right now because... They've had all last spring, summer, fall to grow. And now they've dropped their foliage. The foliage is on the ground. And now they're just twigs out there in the yard. They need to be shaped. And I'm just doing that as I get a chance. The grapes are being cut back. Uh, those have been dormant for at least a month and a half. All of your, whether it's a table grape or a vineyard grape, take your time at this altitude uh, they're, they're, they're dormant, and so you can kind of take your time and do it as you, as you choose. You don't have to feel rushed. Uh, so sometimes you'll tune into or, or download or stream or, or, or Google some of your national information. They're, they're, this, these are vineyard folks that are doing commercial production, going, oh, no, you have to do it just exactly this way and just this time. There's a 10-day window to prune all this we're not doing we don't care about an extra 50 bushels per acre for our grapes we just want a a few tables a few bowls full and for it to look good and be healthy you've got plenty of time backyard gardening is is totally different than commercial production type of of gardening so i'm just slowly getting things ready out there the main thing this week watch the breakage don't let your faucets break don't let them freeze and so that's something that i I, something i kind of preach for a few weeks just because we've had even this week two more customers had hose bibs break Uh, the backflow preventer seemed to be what went this week there's a for some of you there's a metal mechanism that sticks out of the ground it's called a backflow preventer and they keep that what that what that Particular piece of plumbing does, if you've got a drop in pressure at the street, so the city water, it, that particular mechanism, the backflow, keeps your 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 irrigation water from sucking back up into the city potable water supply. So it keeps the city water going to the neighborhood cleaner, neater, safer. So it, there is a place for it, and that's what it's made to do. It keeps in case the city a well goes down or pump goes down or something happens. It keeps that water out in the yard that's just laying there. Sometimes, sometimes it's even you know we put fertilizer injectors. It keeps that water. It's a break that doesn't allow that water once it goes past that backflow preventer. It can't come back into your into your house or city water supply. Anyway, that's don't let that thing freeze. It's a really expensive part. If it, if it breaks, that's like a three, four, $500 part. I haven't looked since COVID, but I'm sure it's more than it was back when I saw it a couple years ago. Don't let it freeze. It's an expensive piece. Anyway, a lot in store for you. Lisa Waters Lane coming in with your garden questions right after this.
0: You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott.
1: As the days get longer and brighter, houseplants can struggle and scorch, but we have the solution.
0: At Waters, we've organized our houseplants from A to Z for the brightest of sunny locations, many even bloom. With experts that know plants and how to make them grow. Shipments of the freshest houseplants in town have just arrived from A to Z and ready for a bright new home. Waters Garden Center, where people who love
1: bright green houseplants, they love to shop. Found in Prescott. Not everyone can grow wildflowers, but we'll make sure you're not one of them.
0: At Waters, we know which wildflowers sprout, thrive, and bloom with success.
1: We're wild about
0: wildflowers, with many of our own Arizona blends. Like our Arizona native mix, butterfly and hummingbird mixes, and all are big, bold, and beautiful. At Waters,
1: we know wildflowers, and winter's a season to spread new seed.
0: Waters Garden Center, where people who love their flowers wild, they love to shop for seed. You've been listening to Ken Lane, the Mountain Gardener. Green thumbs learned while working in the Family Garden Center. Now welcome back to the Mountain Gardener.
1: And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane. This segment is all about what are You asking, what are other gardeners in the neighborhood talking about? What are they coming in for? What are they seeing? And so there's still gardening going on. It's lighter. Tomatoes are gone. There's not a lot of flowers, (laughs) but there's some things going on. So one thing I'm noticing right now. Oh, welcome to the studio, Lisa. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) So uh, one thing I'm noticing is you're starting to see the winter evergreens turning yellow. That went to chlorosis. Mm-hmm. If you didn't fertilize back in October, this is when you see. You can you can walk through your neighborhood. You can tell which neighbors didn't fertilize. Which has a the landscape companies, the mow and blow guys are, are just doing it for them, and they didn't fertilize it the right thing or whatever, and and so you see this yellowing mm-hmm. of the foliage. Some of them in the neighborhood are. Rich dark green. Oh, those look healthy. The other ones are turning yellow. So Theodore cedars, red tipotenias, Catonias, so you can just kind of tell. So that's one thing I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. Why are they turning yellow? Just fertilize <laughs> them. You should fertilize. If you've got new plants right now, yeah. The the new year is kind of a, a marker. You should fertilize those with an all-purpose plant food. We make a. a, a a 744 all-purpose food that we make for here, but it has a lot of sulfur in it. It's got acidic. It's got cottonseed meal, very acidic. So it makes those evergreens which like more acidic soil, and it's got some iron and some other stuff. It keeps them green and it mainly sets the stage. The the buds will start forming right now through February. The next eight to ten weeks are critical for Uh, conifers, that is things like spruce, pine, fir, cypress, cedars, junipers. These are all conifers. They generally flush once a year. That's it. In the spring, that's it. And whatever growth you have, that's all you're going to get. If you've got a new landscape, that's the most important thing. You want as much growth as you can. Fertilize them now. Mm -hmm. And again, uh, usually in March, first part of April, do it again, and you'll get the maximum a maturity out of that new growth in spring mm-hmm. uh, compared to other folks that didn't do that. Yeah. So anyway. Would
2: you also recommend uh, using the humic acid? Oh, for new
1: things especially. Humic acid is is it basically, you organic gardeners, you know what humic acid is. It, it's a, If you boil down a, a layer of compost down to its last element, that's humic acid. And so plants thrive on that. They absolutely root out and do better. But if you want the maximum undergrowth for, for plants, humic acid. Mm-hmm. If you want the most top growth, that is the, the new foliage, new needles coming out, the 744 all-purpose food, and they, they're worked in they work in tandem. Right. They help each other work mm-hmm. better, especially for new anything, stress, anything you just want more out of, you want better color. It works really, really well. Okay. So anyway, yep. humic yeah, humic acid. All-purpose food.
2: Uh-huh. That's the magic.
1: I didn't mean to talk about <laughs> it. I just I was driving through a neighborhood. I went, "Wow, things are really looking yellow." Yeah. I went, "Oh, that's the reason why." I mm-hmm. uh, just noticed it this week. Right.
2: Right. Well, should we do questions? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Mike has some property out in Kirkland. Great, Mike. All right. And do some home orchard type thing. Yeah. Wants to know what type of fruit trees and berries would you recommend for that
1: area? Sure. So, Mike, we're Skull Valley people. We raised raised all of our kids in that same valley. So we're very familiar. Love it. We miss it. When our kids started driving, our (laughs) oldest, we said, gee, stupid and teenagers go in the same sentence. We didn't want a car involved. So we moved closer to the high school just for safety because we've lost a few of our kids. Uh, I mean, those valley that we've—that's we, a dangerous road, and so we don't want them drinking and driving. Or whatever else they do when they're teenagers, it just happens. Just it's okay. Drive. Just trying to get them you know, just driving, yeah. They're just learning how to drive. So we moved into town. We still miss it. So big family compound there in Skull Valley. Anyway, Mike, back to fruit trees. You would think you'd be your four thousand foot, forty-two hundred feet, something like that. We're up to five thousand, fifty-two hundred. You're a thousand feet lower. You would think you'd be warmer. You're not. You need the same trees we use up here, because mm-hmm. that cold air settles in on those valley areas yeah. where, where all those uh, farm, ranch, uh, new homes are. And so you're dealing with apples and pears are tremendous out there. We had tremendous apricots. They they do actually better yeah. out in Kirkland. Than they do here in let's say in the Prescott, Prescott Valley area, Chino Valley. Um, peaches do amazingly well. Uh, persimmons, uh, plums will do fantastic. You just want the late bloomers. Mm-hmm. So out of all that you will be tempted in Kirkland to go with a desert variety, don't do it. Mike, listen to me. Don't <laughs> do it. You want to stay with the mountain, the higher elevation ones, the ones that need more chilling hours. And those are the ones that are going to perform better for you. So go, um, what else? Uh, apples, nectarines, uh, he mentioned berries and grapes. Grapes will do amazing. They grow wild down in Kirkland. They'll do well out there from table grapes like the hemrods, concords, the thing, just the, the one you want to pick off the vine and just my mouth's watering thinking about them right now, to vineyard grapes. So your Chardonnays, Cabernets, they'll all do well too. So all of those are well, good we haven't quite started shipping those. They're, they're starting to, we're starting to plan usually mid-January to the, sometime the end of January we'll start shipping plants in and we start with fruit trees. And so you want to put those in. If you can, if you're doing an orchard, boy, if you could get those in the ground before they wake up in spring, that's the best. Uh, so that would be by the, by the end of March. I think Fruit trees are starting to wake up by then. And so if you can put them in then, don't feel pressured, but you got some time, but you should feel the pressure. <laughs> Go for it, and uh, so that's that's we'll start loading up early. Yeah, with those those are kind of the first trucks. Definitely. So into January, February, we start loading up the garden center with fruit trees. Uh, not so much grapes, a few blueberries, yeah. a few yeah. berries, a
2: lot,
1: few a lot of fruit trees. Mm-hmm. The uh, berries and grapes generally start showing up. March so a little bit so you're at the leading edge of spring anyway mm-hmm. you, uh, gosh fruit trees are right I love it Mike's already <laughs> calling in thinking think about it,
2: ahead, it. Think it ahead. so Julie's out in Prescott Valley her pampas grass which was big and beautiful and yeah lovely, fantastic kind of got roughed up with the snow yeah, yeah. she wants to know is can she trim it back now or should she wait to
1: trim it back. Oh, trim it, you're fine now. You can't kill a pampas grass. You probably need to try. <laughs> this is a massive grass. It gets up well above head high, mm-hmm. those big white plumes. And she's saying that it looks a little off because, well, that snow and rain kind of makes those plumes. It kind of beats them down so they look yeah. wispy and thin. It's time. Mm-hmm. Cut them back. Uh, you'll cut them back at your convenience. I would say any time between now and the end of March. Mm-hmm. Pick a nice day. Palp up the chainsaw and whack on it. How far back? Back to about knee-high. So you'll look down in there. You'll see this under matting uh, for pampas grass. So you're not cutting it right back to the ground like you do all the other grasses. You're taking it back to about a foot, 18 inches or so, and you'll see this the Q kind of undergrowth. Cut it back to there. Fertilize it with the all-purpose plant food and it will take off for you. Again, another secret with those things that bloom a lot, Lilacs, mm-hmm. all your ornamental grasses, uh, fruit trees, they would benefit from super phosphate. Mm-hmm. It's a zero, 015 0. When you're fertilizing that, if you could put some super phosphate a couple times in spring to early summer on that plant, you will have even more plumes and they'll be even larger because it's picking up that phosphorus. Uh, that's what makes those flowers and plumes. Uh, things that bloom in the spring, uh, for scythia, flowering rhododendrons, azaleas, camellias, all those things that bloom early, 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 they're going to benefit from superphosphate. And I would say it's now now this 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 New Year's time frame. It's a really good time because they're forming those buds right now for spring growth. So you can give it a little bit of phosphorus. Then pray for snow. Superphosphate, <laughs> pray for snow. Kind of you'll get bigger buds, bigger flowers on your lilacs, better better flowers. I would say also the, do that at the same time. The all-purpose plant food, 744, plus superphosphate, 0 You're going to have one amazing growth. Mm-hmm. Flowers and fragrance this next spring. Just by, I it kind of seems off. Winter, I shouldn't be doing that. This is when they form the buds, right now. So you should be doing that. So there you go, the insider tip on better flowers this spring. Thank you, Lisa. Great questions this week. Ken Lisa Lane, the mountain gardener's. Back right after this.
0: You're listening to Ken Lane, aka the Mountain Gardener. Ken can be found throughout the week in Prescott at Waters Garden Center. Listen each week as he answers timely garden questions unique to mountain gardens. Stress
1: melts away with water's finest quality plants curated for a better night's sleep.
0: Imagine a five star sleep experience waiting for you every night at home.
1: Bask in the comfort of these plants as they absorb harmful chemicals and pollen.
0: Purifying bedroom air, creating your own living oxygen tent, as refreshing as a forest rain.
1: A good night's rest starts at Waters Garden Center. Natural. Safe. Organic.
0: Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Also found on the web at top10houseplants.com We believe retirement means more time to garden and plants make you happier. At Waters Garden Center. Hi, Ken here with the finds of the week
1: and our Diodore Cedars.
0: A standalone tree so beautifully shaped it's referred to as the Christmas tree.
1: Fastest growing of the evergreen trees used for quick screens, windbreaks,
0: and privacy. Graceful arches sweep through the landscape in colors of blue to green from the stately tree. An evergreen lover's dream for fast, thick growth. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love majestic evergreens, they love to shop. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert, Ken Lane. Join the conversation every week as he answers timely garden questions. Email Ken a question directly from your phone to his desktop through the web at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Now welcome back your host, Ken Lane.
1: One thing to watch inside your house careful of your houseplants. You know, we've we've moved them around. Houseplants, they don't like anything different. They don't like new spaces. They don't like it when it's short days. They don't even like a change between spring and summer. They like it to be the same temperature, water, light all the time. Well, our houses are in, they're beautifully, they're decorated, but trees kind of displace some other plants, and so they'll start to drop some leaves. So just realize that. Be really gentle with the plants that are inside of your house. And that goes for poinsettias, Christmas cactus, amaryllis. Some of the Christmas cactus, I'm going out this week, i been out shopping, getting Christmas gifts done. And, and some of the poinsettias are terrible. They're, they're being they're either cold or they're way overwatered. They get in these sleeves. They put this foil around the, around the roots, which is really pretty, but the roots can't breathe. And so then we water and they just, they drown. And not only can they not breathe, but now they can't drown. So it's like uh, putting saran wrap around your face, going, yeah, enjoy the living room and look good. And then we go ahead and waterboard you after that. That's sort of what we do to <laughs> some of our holiday plants. They just get too moist and they're, no, they're not used to that. They like the same temperature, same light, same water all the time, yet we wrap them in this foil or they get over-cared for, over-watered. So I'll take that out of the sleeve, and I'll put it in the sink, and I'll water that my house plants, especially the decorative or holiday ones, in the sink. And then some of these plants, they will keep that color through, through February or so. I mean, a beautiful red poinsettia says Christmas, but it also says Happy Valentines. But eventually those leaves will drop off, and that plant will go back into green it will just be a solid beautiful green tropical plant that's what a poinsettia truly is we have to trick them into turning red and and the the little caveat what what you can do that if you want to keep that poinsettia alive and you think you got green thumbs you can bring that thing back into color next next spring the next, not next spring next winter and so for the holidays and the trick is it needs to be in an area with uninterrupted darkness so starting oh usually the end of february or so it takes about six weeks for that plant six eight it kind of depends on temperature there's some variables but six eight weeks you want to start introducing dark nights to that point set again and it starts to get tricked into oh it must be time to go into color and so it takes un- if you put it in a bedroom where lights come on and off on and off it won't turn for you if you're in an area say you've got a family where there's people coming and going all the time put it in a closet we can control that light uh, in the greenhouse uh, grew, I grew poinsettias for many, many years, hundreds, thousands of them. We uh, we do commercial grows, and I had a, a furnace go down, a heater. These things don't like to be cold. Well, the furnace is going down. It's an emergency. It's night. The temperature's dropping, and I know we'll lose you know, a thousand poinsettias. We went in to fix the heater and had a light in there, just just right there. We knew we didn't need. We knew we didn't want to turn all the lights on. We had like a lantern just where the furnace was, got it reactivated, got it going, and doggone it. If we didn't see where that where that ray of light was, where that lantern was, for what was that? Just four, five, six hours it took us to fix that? It, it affected the crop underneath it just that one night. And so you really want to make sure it's in an area where it doesn't get any, any light. You just want, it's when it's night, It's it's going to be dark for the rest of the night, and then the day, it's bright. It likes light during the day, not during the night. That's how you trick it into coming in back into color. It's pretty easy, actually, if you got that one trick. You almost you almost let it go dormant. If you ever want to try that, I've got a handout. Uh, actually, I've got it on my website, I believe. If you go to watersgardencenter.com and in the upper right-hand corner, there's a search bar. Just go poinsettia, and it'll it'll come up. It'll be one of the first. know how to bring a poinsettia up into back into color got one on amaryllis one on christmas cactus but enjoy it now but take care of your houseplants they're freaking out right now the days are really short they've been moved around to make room for this huge Huge tree called a Christmas tree, all the decorations. When that's done, and you know, next week you're gonna take that out, and you're gonna put those house plants back. So they're always getting these different areas of the house, and they're freaking out. Treat them with care. Keep the dust off of them. Keep them from the draft from that front door. Guests coming and going. Keep them where they're a little bit warmer. Watch the watering. Probably water them, oh, you know, every other week or so. That's about right. You really don't need to fertilize them much right now, but as the days get longer, let's say in about three, four weeks, and we start to see, oh, we're finally over the hump, and we've got, you know, into January, we're starting to see the days getting warmer. You can just tell spring is on its way. If you can fertilize right then those plants, they'll start to push new foliage out. They'll look like a brand new plant by the end of February and the best fertilizer i've ever seen for houseplants we make a a compost tea here at the garden center it's called root and grow the grow piece for houseplants oh they really like root and grow but it's a liquid you just put it around the root balls but that's just kind of take care of your houseplants got lisa watersling coming back in the studio with her garden
0: segment right after this The Mountain Gardener, your source for timely garden advice right for higher elevations, guaranteed to make a difference in your yard this season. Hi, Lisa here with the Plants of the Week in our Arizona Gold Euonymus. An excellent
1: choice for colored hedges, and as tough as they come.
0: This evergreen displays bold gold, head-high foliage that grows even thicker when sheared.
1: A single shrub makes a bold statement for just $27. But in rows, they make excellent visual and sound barriers.
0: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love bold gold hedges, they love to shop. We believe in family, church,
1: community, and friendships here at Waters Garden Center.
0: My living room feels
1: so empty. Now that the Christmas tree is gone, the house just seems so blah.
0: Brighten it up with a big, bold, beautiful plant from Waters Garden Center.
1: Fill that cavernous space with tall tropicals, colossal cactus, and sizable
0: succulents that bring the great outdoors indoors. Make a gorgeous green space you can enjoy all year, not just for a season. Unique, exclusive, one-of-a-kind houseplants found
1: only at Waters Garden Center in Prescott.
0: You're listening to The Mountain Gardener with local expert Ken Lane. Mountain gardening is very rewarding with a few Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts sure to turn your thumbs even greener.
1: Now, welcome back to the Mountain Gardener. And we're back with Lisa Waters Lane in the studio. She comes each week and just shares her garden. What are her gardens doing? Just what's happening in your gardens? What do you
2: Nothing
1: see right now. Well, outside now? Although, you, you do plant some uh, junipers. Some pansies Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago in the back, I was chipping through the containers, I was chipping through the ice layer, just throwing pansies in there, going, I know you'll thaw up and be happy. I was scooped off that snow off the top of them after planting, and they're bloom, they're happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the main thing is, if you do have snow on your flowers, don't let the snow, they want to see the sun, so kind of pull off that snow, just so the flowers and foliage can Mm -hmm. see the sun. They'll be happier, so. Anyway, welcome back to the studio. Lisa, what do you got for us? What's the, besides uh, hot toddy recipes or or, uh, baked cookies?
2: Well, we are spending a lot more time inside this time of year. Yeah. And sometimes it's a good idea to look around your house and go, "Hmm, Mm. Whoo, maybe I need some houseplants. I like the way you're going. (laughs) I like the way you're sounding. Yeah. Yep. So I thought I'd talk about a few of the houseplants that we've gotten in that are, some are different than usual. Some are the, if you're not a pro, we've got some that are easy and yeah. all that. Yeah. So yeah,
1: Great. houseplants. plants. that's good. Not holiday plants. That's mm-hmm. kind of and gone. Those are all I me. We we're down to, I think, the dredges at this point. <laughs> Uh, but basically, it's, it's, it's yeah. regular, like, uh, philodendrons and, mm-hmm. and uh, succulents and right. pothos and so all the other exotics I see you've got in, so mm-hmm. that's exciting.
2: Yeah, so there's, I think there's always room for a houseplant, whether yeah. it's a window, a counter, a bathroom, a living room.
1: What's your absolute favorite houseplant? If you can only have a young, young island, there's no palm trees, <laughs> it's just you and one houseplant. What would the one house plant be? Uh, you had to pick one. Just one.
2: Just one. I'd probably pick a ZZ plant.
1: A oh, super easy.
2: Super gotcha. easy to take care of. Yeah. Of course, if I'm on an island, I have nothing else to do. You so share. maybe I want a plant that <laughs> needs more care. Yeah. Give myself something to do.
1: I would probably go with a spider plant. I don't know. Really? They they grow, they throw out the little pups off the side. Mm-hmm. You can go and else divide those and make more. M- maybe. Maybe ZZ could be okay. Pothos is so easy. Yeah, I would do that. I've got several. I would, but the easiest care would be something I like: spider plants.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. But there's better ones.
1: So okay, (laughs) we just derailed the whole program. That's true. Probably our better ones. I'm talking about me. So
2: the the first few I'm going to talk about are. um, A little unusual in their coloring. Okay. So these are all ones that are kind of, and this is kind of a new trend in houseplants, to have them kind of a a bright uh, color, whether it's yellow or really light green. Yeah. Um, And they're really kind of cool, especially if you have a lot of houseplants and you want to mix something in that's different and unusual. Yeah. and um, these are great ones to put in and they're all actually really easy to take care of they're not ones that are difficult so we um, have a lemon lime philodendron
1: see phillies are good, so it's it's phillies.
2: good. The phillies is a huge family yeah homes, it is they're huge, ginormous these are really good cool. they have the bigger leaf to them but they're uh, almost like a neon green yeah. of a color. very very bright um, some people walk in and go, now, why is that yellow? <laughs> I'm like, it's supposed it to be golden color. It doesn't look sickly. It looks
1: like yellow. it's glowing, right. especially at night when you hear the lights mm-hmm. off. They're really
2: bright. Right. So it's a really cool plant, very brightly colored, easy to take care of. It's not a heavy water user. Um, most of these plants are going to want a bright room. It doesn't have to be direct sun, um, but just a bright room. Kind yeah. Of a nice color. So, the lemon, lime, filling. Almost all of them have, like, lemon or lime in them. Of
1: course. <laughs> I would call them night light. Night light, <laughs> philodendron because they glow. They will replace a night light in your house because you they're right so go. bright at night. Hmm. Okay. Maybe that's a bad. That's an yeah, advertiser.
2: I'm, I'm, I
1: could spin that. It'll yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Dracaena,
2: there's a lime light. Dracaena, yeah, which is there again. It's that real neon green looking leaf. Is that right? fuchsia?
1: No, it's a fuchsia. Uh, not fuchsia. but I'm Trying to think, <laughs> what that's are some truce. other chartreuse? That's yeah. it, chartreuse. That
2: would be the closest. Going. Yeah, yeah. So that's really cool. It's a it's a broader leafed dracaena, but there again, being the dracaena family, it's very low water usage, yeah. um, and it doesn't really need a tunnel light. Um, but a nice, you know, really bright room that well, doesn't have to be a lot of light.
1: Talking to the growers that, that kind of develop mm-hmm. these, the breeders, um, they say that if it's in a brighter room, it keeps that bright, intense color okay. that's more of a, a dark, kind of a yes. bathroom kind of thing. It'll go more traditional green, like mm-hmm. like a like our forest green. It goes reverts back. Mm-hmm. So the brighter the light, the room, the brighter the colors. Does that make sense? So
2: I've noticed, so I have a couple of them um, that have, Unusual coloring in them, but they get like pretty good sun in the morning, maybe an hour, maybe two, um, and then the rest of the day is not bright light. It's just fair it's just an average room. Yeah. But they keep their color really well because they're getting that one to two yeah. hours of that really, really not sitting in the window, gonna burn the leaves. Sun, but the sun streaming yeah. through under the counter.
1: I think that's a case for orchids, for mm-hmm. African violets, for lipstick plant, okay. for aloes. Mm-hmm. They all will, will appreciate that. That's, all, that's almost the perfect spot mm-hmm. for a houseplant.
2: Right. So the other one is also a dracena. This one's lemon lime.
1: Okay. <laughs> Look, show me your lemon plants <laughs> so that don't form the fruits.
2: This one I really like because it's variegated. Uh, so it has kind of a stripe of dark green, and it has a stripe of that chartreuse oh, green. Oh, neat. Uh, yeah. So it's giving you that texture and coloring. So I actually like that one a lot. Yeah. It's pretty cool. A little bit more narrow type leaf, but...
1: Um, so the trend is lemony, limey colors.
2: Yes. Okay. So there's a, Yellow. Golds. A, a moho um, spathophyllum. Okay. So most spathophyllums, peace lilies, people see... They have that real dark green leaf, and it puts on that little white bloom. Well, yeah. These, there again, have that real neon colored leaf to them, very very pretty. And then the other one is just called neon philodendron, which is more of a hanging plant for Oh sure, um, very very pretty. But they're again, this that really bright green color that shows up. And then we have some that the stems of the plants are dark, uh, different color. Like so, we have a sun red philodendron. Oh, so again, the felt, the stems are red. No. The stems are red. That's neat. imagine either. Like yeah, and the leaves are a nice dark green. So it's just a really pretty color combination for that. And um, we also have one. It's another philodendron called. Um, it's the Congo Rojo. Congo, I like. So the leaf is a little bit bigger on it, but they're getting that real dark red stem. So it's just really cool to have that color. Yeah. In there. Um, we also have a raven easy plant, so most people are familiar with the zizi, super easy care plant, you water it maybe once a month, it has a really nice uh, green leaf to it, but the raven has a really dark green, almost black leaf. Leaf, that's too. the name, raven yeah. black, yeah. Um, so a really cool color there, again, if you got a lot of green, mix some other color into it, to pounding the table. But that's a really cool one to look at. And then we also have a lot of um, ficus, uh, whether the rubber tree plant or the fiddle leaf fig. We've got some really nice rubber trees. These are uh, big
1: plants now. I we're talking floor plants, they get substantial.
2: So, um, of course, the fiddle leaf fig has that dark green leaf to it, but it's just a really unique plant in its leaf. Because it looks like looks a fiddle. Looks like a fiddle, <laughs> yeah. It's got a fiddle Amazing. shape. yeah. yeah. Um, some of the uh, rubber trees we have, and we have the regular green rubber tree plant. We also have some that have more of a burgundy leaf to them. Yeah. Um, and we also have some that are variegated, kind of a cream and green color. As so well.
1: rubber tree, these are big leaves, probably six inches round, mm-hmm. kind of elongated, right. very thick, mm-hmm. which makes them... Lower water user, you have a real waxy kind of coating to the foliage, mm-hmm. yeah. which makes giving this almost a 3D effect, mm-hmm. uh, which makes them very easy to care for. Yes, I mean, what kind of light do those kind of trees need?
2: There again, just a bright room, room. room is all it needs, and you can do that with lighting.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, you can bring
2: you know good lighting in. And yeah, do
1: that. absolutely. So. We do that at the garden center. We use uh, daylight LED lights. We're mm-hmm. trying to be efficient with the with the right. power, but the bright is the intensity just makes plants really, really happy. We don't bring in fancy lighting. Yeah. Just, just brighter lights. That's good enough for most of these plants that mm-hmm. are, these are tropical plants that are used to being on the subfloor, right. kind of getting filtered light from the from the canopy layer. And they're happy with that. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Lisa. So yeah. great house plants you can have in your house right anytime in the winter.
0: Now, mm-hmm. uh, Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners. will be right back with this. Look for more tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts through Ken's website, podcast the show, read his weekly garden column, or follow him on Facebook and Instagram at watersgardencenter.com. That's waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Hi, Waters with the Plants of the Week and our Roman Beauty Rosemary.
1: This Mediterranean beauty has graceful, arching branches that flow over rock walls, raised beds, or containers edge.
0: A culinary herb often used in potpourri.
1: Rugged, deer-resistive, evergreen, likes crummy soil, drought, and abuse. Now that's my kind of shrub for under $36.
0: Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott. Where people who love unusual, healthy herbs, they love to shop.
1: We believe plants make you happier. And that local nurseries rock at Waters Garden Center.
0: Hi, Waters with the Plant of the Week and our Red Cobweb Hens and Chicks. Tiny rosettes
1: are covered with crazy cobweb-like hairs, then open and spread to make a dense, succulent ground cover.
0: This drought-loving perennial flushes red in the spring with cactus pink flowers in the summer.
1: Perfect for planting in rock gardens, super attractive in containers, and just
0: $14. Waters Garden Center, 1815 Iron Springs Road in Prescott, where people who love crazy new succulents, they love to shop. Welcome to the Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane. Gardening in the mountains is different. Listen to Ken's tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts guaranteed to make your gardens more beautiful than ever this year. Now for better advice that works locally, welcome your host, Ken Lane.
1: We are starting to gear up. The new year is coming. We closed down our shop. I just gave the staff some extra PTO time. Said, so go home, enjoy your time. We've had a stressful me retail is very stressful, especially when people are grumpy sometimes, and so there's this fatigue thing that's going on with folks. And then some folks, I think they've been hibernating too long, but they don't know what is socially acceptable or what's not. Maybe they're off their meds sometimes, but generally gardeners are really good. But every once in a while, you'll get one every every day or two. Where well, they just go, I didn't see that one coming. Wow, that's interesting. And you just kind of let you let it in retail. You kind of let it kind of slide off pretty easily. But sometimes it affects you. It's been one of those kinds of years. So I just said, hey, we're going to close from uh, New Year's Eve through the second. So Monday, January third, we're back open. But we're coming back with vengeance. And so. They've ordered up some huge number. I was actually scared to see that, that that's a lot of houseplants. Uh are you sure you, you folks want to bring that many? Yep, they're gonna bring them. So and, and they're planning this. Here's their here's their logic. So this is my, my managers. They're going, Ken, the houseplants are gonna fill the spot where the Christmas tree was. There's gonna be a huge void inside the house once that christmas tree comes out all those decorations they're going to want something we need plants boss get up up the open to buy we need some more I'm going okay good logic come in let's see what happens go for it but some house plants they're easier to grow than others and so some of the easiest i mean just absolute if, if you're going to start with a house plant or you've got a difficult room that just has this weird lighting or it's super high ceiling you're not used to or some some a draft that you're not you've not gardened in before oh, go with pothos you cannot kill that plant it's a it's a trailing house plant usually it's put on a plant stand or on a hanging basket or something up in the kitchen uh, up on a, on a cabinet where it trails down and those tendrils will actually grow around the kitchen. You can have 12, 15, 20-foot vines growing around. It's kind of neat. Uh, I personally don't like them. It seems overgrown to me, so I keep them trimmed. So as it as it gets too long, I've got one on a beautiful um, plant stand. Once that tendril drops to the ground, I don't want it crawling across the dining room and living room i just go trim it i give it a haircut you can do the same thing that makes it bushier fuller Uh, especially if you're fertilizing it it really gets nice and thick and full tropical looking philodendron is the same way it's kind of a it's difficult a novice would have a difficult time seeing the difference has a little bit darker richer green to it but just as easy to grow another one that's super easy That's kind of almost fun that you can propagate and create more kind of plants with it is spider plant it's just beautiful it has like a almost has like a hairdo section to it but it has little pups little babies that drop down on on long stems that hover below the mother plant below the this lime green looking striped foliage and then you can harvest those pups and put them into a nice seedling mix in in its own kind of soil, and it will start forming another plant. It's kind of fun. One that a lot of folks have done this week, it's been been interesting, Uh, air plants. Air plants don't have any roots. They don't have any soil. They grow typically up where the orchids grow, up in the trees, the foliage of the trees, uh, shrubs, and so they're not truly a parasite. They're not like... Uh, let's say mistletoe, where they're going into the plant and sucking the life out of this plant. Mistletoe is very invasive, and eventually a plant will actually succumb to a mistletoe attack, unless you cut it out or really be aggressive with it. Air plants aren't that way they tend to just hover and they're getting their nutrients from the air the moisture from the air so as you have a lightning storm or rain comes down or it actually pulls moisture from that just just humidity in the air will do it and so the way you take care of those in your house is you'll take them every I don't know 10 7-10 days or so when you remember take them to a sink Soak them in the sink. When they're done taking in all that moisture, they put them back where you know people put them in uh, terrariums, globes. I was helping a customer that had some really funky, fun ceramic faces. Uh, they had one that had they t- took the air plant and it made it look like it had hair. It was it was a piece of art, truly, truly artistic. It's fun to see what people are doing, but there must be at least twenty. 25 varieties different ones straight ones draping ones chubby ones thin ones there's just no end to, to what types of air plants that come had a new variety with long kind of real thin tendrils and red tips super unusual so they're kind of fun there's a lot of air plants out there most of them are boring or they've been done many times before but we're always trying to search for that new different unusual one. but super easy to take care of care of that's where you use an airplane in in let's say an office or someplace it's it's harder to grow things that's where you use those they're fun gift ideas they're just fun to play with another one we got and there's I think there's a couple hundred more coming Um, African violets are surprisingly easy to grow in the house or in an office or something what I find is it comes down to lighting if you put that African Violet where it's, let's say, east-facing window, I find that's where my best blooming, best active, growing, or in Arizona room, uh, a, a warm room that's nice and bright, but not direct full sun at middle of the day, boy, African Violets just bloom their hearts out for you. And there's so many, They're cute little plants. African Violets are maybe four inches tall and they come in in every color under the rainbow as far as flowers go. And they just hover above the foliage. In fact, the new varieties, some of the foliage is even different. So it's a variegated, generally they're a dark green velvet type of color. That's what the foliage looks like. That's why they make special pots, African violet pots, just for that plant because the foliage is so velvety that it tends to hold moisture and then it, that moisture spots the leaves and can cause damage so an African violet pot you plant your African violet in this pot and then it's got another pot that you you sleeve this clay pot with and so how do you explain this over the airwaves the, uh, uh, the main container bowl you pour water in that and that's the moisture wicks from the bottom up into the root zone the foliage never sees watered so that's a it's an easier way if you struggle with some African violets they're pretty but mainly they make African violets bloom longer stronger better without disease and problems. African violet, um, orchid pots are the same way If you've had an orchid and it's done blooming and it's just a green chubby foliage there, many of those African vi- or, or orchids need to be transplanted they make special aerated, containers so it's a very pretty pot it's very artistic but it's got drainage holes not holes but slots or decorative breather holes and then you use a very special orchid mix or bark for something that drains really well so orchids are like air plants they grow up in the trees they don't grow into the soil they grow up in the trees and they pull their moisture and the fertilizers and stuff from the air and so they want to be, have a really breathable uh, type of, of soil and type of container. So there's a specialty. If you, if you struggle with that, that's probably why you've struggled. Get an African violet, get an, <laughs> an orchid container and special orchid soil, or orchid bark, and your success rate will just skyrocket just like that. And once they go back into bloom, They'll bloom for six months straight. They'll bloom their hearts out. So lots of lots of houseplants coming up uh, that you can grow, uh, especially as we start to redecorate for the winter after the holiday plants and, and decorations are taken down. Got more in for store for you. Be right back after this, though. Don't change that dial. Be right back with more garden tips, tricks, and garden advice.
0: You're listening to local garden expert Ken Lane, the owner of Waters Garden Center. We can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center, located in Prescott, 1815 Iron Springs Road. Thanks for tuning in to The Mountain Gardener.
1: As the days get longer and brighter, houseplants can struggle and scorch, but we have the solution.
0: At Waters, we've organized our houseplants from A to Z for the brightest of sunny locations, many even bloom. With experts that know plants and how to make them grow. Shipments of the freshest houseplants in town have just arrived from A to Z and ready for a bright new home. Waters
1: Garden Center, where people who love bright green houseplants, they love to shop. Found in Prescott. We believe dogs make shopping
0: more fun. So bring your dog to Waters Garden Center.
1: Not everyone can grow wildflowers, but we'll make sure you're not one of them.
0: At Waters, we know which wildflowers sprout, thrive, and bloom with success. We're
1: wild about wildflowers, with many of our own Arizona blends.
0: Like our Arizona native mix, Butterfly and Hummingbird mixes, and all are big, bold, and beautiful.
1: At Waters, we know wildflowers, and winter's a season to spread new seed.
0: Waters Garden Center, where people who love their flowers wild, they love to shop for seed. You've tuned in to The Mountain Gardener with local garden expert, Ken Lane. Join him each week as he answers timely garden questions that are sure to make a difference in your gardens. Now welcome your host, Ken Lang.
1: Lots of, it's kind of a a relaxing week if you have a garden center. Garden centers are very seasonal, so spring is just sheer mayhem. Early spring... It's very busy, mainly because you're really setting up, you're reloading, you're shipping all the new products. And that starts the end of January through March. It's just unload truck, thousands of trees, thousands and thousands of perennials and annuals and shrubs. It's just busy. And then sales start to come up, but it can have a snowstorm, especially in northern Arizona the weather can be inclement you, know, just, it's just kinda, you just never know what you're gonna get and it can all be in the same week so you just be ready for it by April May June it's it's just sheer nuts it's fun it's energetic summer is kinda my I had the most fun just because the summer flowers are so big and so striking the, the butterflies are so big the hummingbirds are coming and going it's just a fun time in the gardens fall is a time of transition. It's more of a decoration time. So I enjoyed. We're coming off the fall season and now just all those leaves, they're just in the way. I'm tired of them swirling around. I'm trying to rake them up, get rid of the last ones. But okay, that's that's autumn for you. Winter is just more of a relax. So you get to kind of throttle back and just enjoy. Sip another cup of tea. Bake some more cookies. Uh, there's a lot of planning strategies right now we're planning for the spring season and so we're gearing up we're starting to go okay we're going to need that truck going to this farm then go over to here and get this load this come up and we'll take that uh in january 20th so we're, we're all this kind of strategy starting to happen so if you're thinking about gardening it's a great time if you want to see things as they're coming in it's kind of a fun we're starting to get better with this digital website stuff and so top 10 plants we've set up a whole website just it's our shopping cart it's what we see here in the garden center there's not a lot there right now because we're at our lowest inventory levels but starting in three or four weeks it starts coming in and before it even comes into stock even while it's on the back dock the, my, my crew is good enough they start loading that up on the website so sometimes, you folks that are checking the, the shopping cart on the, on the website, you're actually seeing that plant, that fruit tree, perennial, shade trees, flowering shrub, whatever it is, you're seeing that before anyone else does, even sometimes before the staff. It kind of gets a little awkward. I mean, yeah, I see you. So you have this new Vitex in. Where is it? Going, we haven't had Vitex in six months. What are you talking about? And we go look in the back dock, and sure enough, there it is. You've got this new braided apple. You, we don't we haven't seen that yet. Where is it? You go across the street and there it is, waiting to come in into stock that afternoon. Take a look at it, top10plants.com. The website is starting to show up, uh, the classes. So we start January 15 is our first garden class. It's on houseplants. We'll do wildflowers and and you know how to prep soils. And it's all things that are right the sequence we want to help you get to work with the environment not against it especially in the mountains at higher altitudes this is super important so the class the garden classes they're free they're every Saturday at 930 they're out in that back greenhouse no matter the weather we can keep it warm and very nice but we've been doing this for for decades and so we're starting to load those up I think we've got through February on our website and our Facebook page. Those are kind of the two places we store those. Facebook, I know it's kind of old school for you younger folks. You oh, know, that's, so, that's so 2000s. Facebook, oh, what about Instagram? They don't have a format to show off your classes. So I've got some memes that are coming up that will show you dating. What it's, we're trying, uh, but it's all kind of, it's like a moving target sometimes. Well, that's it for this show. The very last show of 2021. May I wish you and your family the merriest of weekends and a prosperous new year. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.
0: If you want a more fruitful garden, increase success in your landscape that just feels better, then tune in every week to The Mountain Gardener. Years of tips, tricks, and garden shortcuts are guaranteed to make your gardens nicer than ever. Listen to this podcast or read Ken's weekly garden column by visiting watersgardencenter.com. That's Waters with two T's, gardencenter.com. Thanks for tuning in. Did you know that plants can help you sleep better, naturally? At
1: Waters Garden Center, we have beautiful houseplants that not only look great, they clean the air we
0: breathe. Get this. Some plants can actually produce oxygen at night and even take mold spores out of the air, making for less tossing and turning and more beauty sleep. Don't lose sleep. Rise and shine with unique, gorgeous houseplants for your best rest
1: yet at Waters Garden Center. Sweet dreams. If you enjoy this show and would like to hear more, please subscribe to The Mountain Gardener wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you'd like even more garden tips, tricks, and helpful advice, please check out my website at watersgardencenter.com for classes, videos, and more. Or my online garden center at top10plants.com. Throughout the week, Lisa and I can be found here at Waters Garden Center in Prescott.